Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. And I'm so glad you're here, babes. This podcast is all about opening up, having important conversations and celebrating successes, as well as overcoming obstacles to reign over our own lives. I love to chat to people and I always find things in these conversations to take away and use in my own life. So I really hope you'll find the same as well. Welcome to Rain. Today, we are joined by singer, songwriter, and social media sensation, Madison Beer. Madison was 13 when she was discovered by Justin Bieber, but despite signing a big label deal shortly afterwards, she was dropped by 16. But that didn't stop Madison and made her realize she wanted to do things her own way. She became the first independent female artist to score a top 30 position in the US top 40 chart. And now at 23, she's amassed a jaw-dropping 4.2 billion streams across her catalogue globally. Today, she opens up about the reality behind her fame and emotionally shares her battles with her mental health and how she still comes up against sexism in the music industry. There's a trigger warning here because there is a discussion of suicide and suicidal thoughts in this episode. Madison's story is a tough listen at points, but it's an important one that shows that when the odds seem stacked against you, you are stronger than you realise and you can get through it. I hope these words will help you if you've experienced or going through dark times. Now, crowns at the ready. Let's rain. Well, hello, Madison. How are you, babe? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Where in the world are you right now? Paint us that picture. Paint us that scene. What is going on with you? Um, I'm in LA right now. I am home and spending my morning with you. Babe, what a way to kickstart your day. <laughs> you are not going to need some morning coffee after this. I can't wait. I'm honestly so excited. Where are you? Are you in London? I'm in London. It's definitely not you definitely are bringing the sunshine through my window. That's what you are, to quote that famous iconic song right now, babe. Because it's dark and dreary here. So we're bringing that sunshine vibes to each other. Thank you. Honestly, I wish it was dark and dreary here. I'm so sick and tired of it being 95 degrees. I like put on a sweater yesterday and I was so excited because it looked cloudy and gloomy out. And I was like, I could wear a sweater and Uggs. And I stepped outside. It was 89 degrees still. I was like, this is just atrocious. I hate it. I'm so over it. I'm so over it. It brings a whole new meaning to the word hot girl problems, babe, doesn't it? I guess, honestly, yeah. (laughs) Well, you are non-stop. You are always pushing out those bops and the tunes. And I mean, you've already accumulated an epic 4.2 billion streams across your catalogue globally, which is just unbelievable. And now you're back with another banger, aren't you? With your new single, Showed yeah. Me. It's a cracker of a song. I've literally had it on repeat, left, right and centre. Walk me through. What is the message of this song? Because you love a message, don't you? I do love a message. I think that this song is different, though, because it is an interpolation of an older song. It's an interpolation of You Showed Me by the Turtles. So I think I didn't get to lyrically drive the song. I think I had, like, it was It was honestly a really cool challenge for me. Like, I had a basis of a song already that I was building off of, which was so interesting and fun for me to do. And being able to kind of, like, make the song like mean something other than what they wrote it about was was really cool too and 
I don't know. I kind of, when I first heard it, I took it as like you were learning from somebody who's maybe a bit like conniving or manipulative and they like showed mm. you how to kind of play the game. And that was, that was kind of how I took the record. So we went in that direction, not only for the song, but also for the music video. Um, and yeah, it just, it just had, it has this cool sinister sort of energy to it now. And I think it feels sexy and cool. And I, I, I love it. It's one of my favorites off the album. Mm. And sometimes when it comes to a player and their games, you've sometimes got to play them at their own games, haven't you? Exactly. That's what the song is literally all about. It's like playing the game better than the player. <laughs> I love it. We're going to take that message through with us, take it into our own lives. But I have literally so much respect for you for continuously always using your music to discuss so many topics. You've discussed everything from mental health to prescription drugs to toxic relationships. I guess being a singer-songwriter and being an artist is so therapeutic, isn't it? What do you think being a musician has really helped you process? Um, I mean, I think that music in general, to start off, has always been such a through line of, like, um, where I've turned to, like, throughout everything. Like, I remember growing up when my parents were first getting divorced, and it was super, you know, upsetting for me at the start and stressful or whatnot. I remember, like, the only thing that I would turn to and that would make me feel better was music and was listening to a song that I loved. So I think music has always been something that I'll attribute a lot of my, like, sanity and happiness to. Um, and then, obviously, as I've gotten older and being able to create it, it's been a whole other, like, side of the coin where I've been able to like you said, process things and deal with things. And I feel like I feel really lucky that I've been given this outlet of creativity where I can process things in, you know, a healthy way compared to other ways that I think I would have turned to if I didn't have songwriting and music creating. So I feel really lucky. And it's helped me process a lot. It's helped me like come to terms with a lot of things. It's helped me grow in a lot of ways, acknowledge things that maybe I wouldn't have prior. So it's 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 a true blessing and I feel I feel really lucky every single day to call this like my job. And I guess as well when you're writing such personal songs like you do or you're working on material that becomes and takes on a really personal message, you really have to face yourself. Yeah. When do you think you've really truly faced yourself? I think like probably in more recent writings, I think I've done a lot of reflection. I think um my previous single Dangerous was a song that really was about like reflecting. Um but in a lot of other ways too, I think there's a lot of songs on life support that are really about, you know, whether it's effortlessly or homesick or any of my other ones that are about kind of like myself and my own journey. There is a record on my album that I'm not going to tell you any details about yet because I need it to be a surprise. And I'm so bad at, I'm just so bad at keeping surprises. I always end up like spilling the beans way too soon. So I'm going to like really try to not spill anything too crazy. But there's a song. It's track. I think it's either track three or track five. I'm going to tell you right now. So, you know. So when it does come out, you're like, so okay, she told us. <laughs> it's track number five on the album. And that is my most, I could like tear up thinking about it. It's like my most special and prized possession song. Like I feel so lucky that I wrote it and that it's coming out. And it might even be a single. Who knows? But um, if it is, I'll tell you that it was the one I was talking about. But it's it's really, really special. And if it's not a single, track five on the album is is um is what you just said. It's a lot of that. Oh my god, well I can't wait. That was such a tease, babe. Sorry, I'm sorry, I know. I'm sorry. You just gotta keep them wanting more though, at the end of the day. Yeah. No, it's I just also <laughs> like literally leaked everything about life support before it came out and now I'm like I'm not doing that again. I need to keep some things like on the quiet. Yeah. And also keep some things 
to yourself, right? Because it is a crazy old world out there right now, in and out of Mercury season and <laughs> the rest. Everyone has so much access to you. And with that comes criticism, it comes with the pluses, it comes with the negatives as well. How do you think your relationship with internal and external criticism has changed? My internal criticism, I don't think is as harsh as it used to be. I think I'm a lot easier on myself. I think I've developed a really beautiful relationship with myself that I feel like really, really lucky to have. Um, But I think with external validation per se, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just kind of like, if I feel proud of something and if I feel good about it, then I don't really not necessarily care what other people say. Cause of course I'm human. I care, but I think that mm. like I've taken a lot of that pressure off of myself. And if people let's say don't get it or don't like it, then it, you know, if I do, and if I'm proud of it, then it's okay. So I just, yeah, I try to tune out the noise as much as I can and focus on the love and focus on the people who do get it and who do love it. Yeah. And I think that journey with discovering yourself is something that everyone can relate to. Like everyone goes on that journey where they've gone from beating themselves up to then, you know, feeling more empowered in their own skin and their own sense of self. What's really helped you on that process? Um, I mean, therapy straight up, like has been so helpful for me and, you know, talking things through with someone who's completely unbiased and who just wants to kind of like give me insight and help. Um, I've read a lot of really incredible books that I attribute a lot of my like knowledge and wisdom to. Um, but I think also experiencing so much hate, honestly, I've, I've been, I've been, you know, on the internet now for like over 10 years and I've gotten hate consistently since I joined it when I was 12. So I think that like, I kind of had to make a decision at one point, like, am I going to just leave social media entirely and stop participating because it's not good for me? Or am I going to change the way that I maneuver it? Am I going to, you know, like, make that promise to myself that we're not going to like get in the holes of reading comments for hours and we're not going to like engage with negativity. And I just, I've had to really set these boundaries that are looking out for my own well-being. And I think for a long time I was putting others' well-beings over myself. Like, you know, my fans, for example, I would be like, oh, I have to go on Twitter and I have to talk to everyone because they want me to. But now I'm like, no, but do you want to right now? Like, do you want to just like sit in the Mm -hmm. bath and not go on your phone and check out? Um, and giving that to myself and not feeling guilty for that sounds stupid. And maybe to some people would be like, what? But you have to understand, like, that was my life for years and years and years where I was constantly kind of like active and giving always. And I think for me, like setting those boundaries of like, Hey, not, not now. And that's okay. And I'm allowed to shut off and not be present on social media. And like, I think that's, that's done wonders for me and I'm I'm really I have to say like I'm really really lucky to also have a fan base and friends online who understand and who are like empathetic towards that and who don't say like well we're upset with you we haven't heard from you in weeks or whatever and while some of them of course like will say they miss me and they wish I was more active they always it feels like a lot of them always want my well-being to come first and that means a lot and I think that's why we have such a special like unbreakable bond because I I can feel that it's true and it's honest and it's 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 really special and I'm really grateful for it and learning to build boundaries I mean as someone who is literally like (laughs) boundaryless like I have zero boundaries I find it so difficult to build them but when you do try to put markers in the sand build up those bricks it helps so much of your well-being doesn't it it 
it has like single-handedly changed my life and I didn't know that it's something so simple but effective could like I remember there was a time where I first started like setting boundaries with people and I started really like standing up for myself and I had a bit of a perspective shift because I was like if I was my best friend who I like would go to war for why would you not do that for yourself why would you not show up for yourself in the same way like if you stood up for your friend you're a good friend, but if you stand up for yourself, you're, like, crazy and annoying. So I remember there was a time where there was um, – I was with people, and they were talking about something that I found, like, offensive, honestly, and I found upsetting. And I remember I had a thought to myself. I was like, I know right now if this conversation was being had in front of my best friend who had, like – you know, previous traumas in relation to this conversation or something was potentially triggering her. Like I would stand up instantaneously and be like, Hey, cut it Mm. out. This is not, I don't want to be, or, or, or don't. And I'm going to like remove myself from the room. Um, so I, I, I did. And I, I remember I stood up and I was like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with this conversation being taken place in front of me. If you guys want to talk about this, please do it when I'm not around and please respect the fact that this could be like, a triggering conversation for me and I felt weird and I remember being like was that so extra and annoying and I don't want to be that person who's just like dramatic or whatever but I think if you also are surrounding yourself with people you don't feel like you can speak up around then maybe you're not surrounding yourself with the right people and I remember there were a few people that were there that were like what are you talking about and you're so weird and annoying and there were other people who were like no, hey, like, if you're saying that that makes you uncomfortable, like, we won't say that in front of you and we will make sure that we, like, cut that stuff out of our vocabulary and whatever. And that, I think, also has shown me, like, who really does love and care about me and who really doesn't. Mm. Um, so it's huge. It's it's huge. And if there's any way you could ever just push yourself to, like, even if you don't want to speak up and in a room, it might be too much for you to be like, hey, stop, like, because it is a lot. Even if you're just like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to – in your internal mind, like I'm just going to get up and remove myself out of this conversation because I don't feel comfortable, you're doing yourself a favor by not sitting there and like continuing to listen to people um, say things that could be upsetting to you. So there's so many examples and so many ways you can integrate it, but it really does like change things. And now it's so easy for me. Like if there's something that I feel like I can – speak up about I have no hesitation in doing so and I I I feel like my relationship with myself has only gotten stronger because I have given I've treated myself like my own best friend and that's that's important Mm. and I think that shows in how you've really taken control of your own narrative and your own career I mean like your experience is so obscure like you were discovered at like 13 years old you were then signed by a major record label you then got dropped when you were 16 and that is so many highs and so many lows to go through in such a a short space of time and b when you are so young how did you find perspective in that journey for you and sort of realize that you can become become the own controller of your own narrative well firstly i want to just say thank you for like acknowledging like the truth of my story because i feel like a lot of the time when i speak to people they're afraid to say like oh you were dropped or they're afraid to like kind of bring up the like ugly stuff of my story but it's part of my story and i and i'm like i'm genuinely appreciative Mm. of you like saying that and like bringing that up because it was so hard and i think that if i ignore it and if i pretend like everything's been easy for me i think i'm doing like my younger self who did bear it all like a disservice and i think that um there were really hard times and I think the way that I got myself out of it was kind of back to what I said before about social media is like I, to be totally transparent, like I made a decision. I was like, 
I was so, so suicidal. Every single inconvenience in my life, my first thought was like suicide, truly. And I was at such a dark place in my life that I was like, I was so hopeless. I was so, I felt like such a failure. I felt embarrassed. I felt like no one liked me. There were so many components of just like, I truly just wanted out. And I remember it was probably not until like 2018, 2019. I was like 19 years old. 19 was like the probably like one of the worst years of my life. But when I was like 19, it all caught up to me finally. And like getting dropped at 16 and getting signed at 12 and mourning the loss of like those primitive years and so many mm. other things that happened behind the scenes ca- caught up with me. And that's when I was feeling these ways of just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and I made a choice. I was like, are you going to simply do it or are you going to get better? And are you going to try to go about life in a different way? And are you going to use your experiences as a tool and hopefully be able to help others and go out there and speak to people and have connections and whatever? And of course, obviously, I chose that path, which I'm so obviously grateful for. And I had so much amazing help in those years and those times. But um I, I think that I, I, I really just started to look at things and have a lot of empathy for myself. I think I used to like be really, really hard on myself and I used to be super, super mean. And um, I also used to be really angry at everyone. I was really upset for mm-hmm. so long. I couldn't understand why I felt like I had failed. I couldn't understand why my label dropped me, um, why people who promised to be in my life forever never spoke to me again. Like it was it was really difficult and that manifested itself in a lot of anger, um, which then led me like to self-harming. It led me to hating myself. It led me to starving myself. Like there were so many layers of just like self-hatred that came out. Um, I was so, so deeply insecure. I was so like mean about, I was just, it's so crazy because I'm so different now and I'm so grateful, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was a choice and it's, it's also not a linear choice. Nothing in the healing world is, I think, I don't think, Mm. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that it's still a journey that I'm on to this day. I obviously still have my dark moments, my dark days, my episodes, whatever it is. I do have like a decent amount of PTSD and trauma that I'm still working through. And yeah, I just, I'm just trying to take things day by day now. And, um, also like speaking transparently to people like you, I think has helped me in so many ways because I, I think a lot of people, sorry to like rant, um, but I think a lot of people, in my position are kind of conditioned by the industry or by social media to put on a brave face to not kind of like open up about these things because you want to be a role model and whatever and I think what I realized from my mom actually um was I think that the biggest strength and the biggest thing to admire is vulnerability and is the ability to like show weakness and be be like, hey, I've I've been through stuff and I am wounded and I am damaged and that's okay. And I saw that with my mom. I remember there was like a perspective shift with her where I always growing up looked at her as like superwoman. And I was like, this person is unstoppable. She's my hero. She's amazing. And it wasn't until I was older where I started seeing other sides of her that I was like, she's so many, she's so layered. Like there are so many layers here to my mother. And like that was so crazy to to learn and i think i want to do that also for people who you know might for whatever reason love me and want to hear things from me i'm like there are so many layers you don't have to just be strong all the time you don't have to just be you know like a survivor like you can still have those moments of like 
weakness and and it's um i think that's where i find my like most of my strength in in those moments well thank you so much for sharing that and being so honest i think that strength comes in so many different forms and actually a lot of strength can be shown in weakness or what we see as weakness, or what we define as weaknesses. Because those weaknesses on those moments of doubt, those moments of failure, those moments of struggle, ultimately teach us the most valuable lessons in our life, don't they? And you're testament to that. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I, I, yeah, and I say weaknesses, meaning like, obviously, like, not putting on the brave face, not being the person who's like, I'm okay Mm. all the time. Like, I think it's just... I think us people are like, we're not meant to just be happy and perfect all the time. We we're diverse souls. I think we all have like ups and downs and highs and lows. And I think like the highs wouldn't feel high without the lows and vice versa. And I, I'm learning to just also like go with the motions and just kind of like be present in my feelings. And, you know, like, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. Life is crazy. And I, I think we're also just all trying, you know, like, and that's what I've also realized is like, we're, we're all just trying like to be happy to be accepted and i think that we're all really really hard on each other um and so i think that these kind of conversations are important because maybe enough of these will make people have a little bit more empathy for one another and that's like all i can really ask yeah and be more empathetic to ourselves as well that's the most crucial thing is exercising kindness to ourselves because i think we forget to really do that and i for instance beat myself up if i'm not a happy person 100 percent of the day because everyone expects me to be happy and bubbly all the time and when i'm not i feel like i'm letting myself down letting other people down but here's the tea about that situation it's like if you were a happy person the whole time you are <laughs> you <laughs> that is just not normal like it's just it's unachievable yeah. you can't make it happen so it, just don't try and put so much pressure on yourself Totally, totally. And I think just giving yourself also a break, like you don't have to always be on, you don't always have to be talking, you don't like there's just I think that like we, especially with this like false facade of social media, where everyone seems to be happy and like doing the best things all the time. I think that we like, we put so many unfair pressures on ourselves. And I think that it's not fair. And I just yeah, I think that you deserve to give yourself a good cry. If you want one, you deserve to be able to like, break down if you need to. Um yeah, it's it's just also nice to acknowledge your own emotions. Like, don't don't run from from your feelings. I think. Oh my god, one hundred percent. And then that is what makes you the amazing artist that you are. And to be an independent female artist in this world is so difficult. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, it's it's a tough world out there for female artists, even today in this industry and we've had so many conversations and positive movements when it comes to representation of women in music and having their voices heard and listened to but we've still got a long way to go what still really frustrates you about the position of women in music yeah I think there's like a mixture of things for sure I think I do think like we have to acknowledge obviously there have been leaps and bounds made but I think with that being said, like, like you mentioned, there's still a long way to go in a lot of ways. And I think that like, we do need to also like, I don't know, like, I think, I think a lot of, in my opinion, some problems, it's like, I just, I think that us girls are hard on each other. I feel like a lot of, if not all of the hate I've ever received was from other women. And I think that like, if we just spent more time uplifting each other and celebrating each other, we wouldn't give men necessarily an outlet to 
be hateful towards us as well. And there's so many things I can say, obviously, about like prejudiceness towards women. But I think that we women with anything can do something. It's just uplift each other and not be so um, mean to one another, I guess. And um, yeah, I think it's all it also always I feel feel like with with guys I see from in the industry specifically, I feel like guys can all exist simultaneously. You can have like every big male artist on the planet. Like I don't feel like I see people really comparing numbers of like Drake to The Weeknd or Justin Bieber or like these big male artists. And I feel like with girls, it's always a competition. I feel like there's never just room for everyone. There's always has to be someone on top. There always has to be someone not doing as good. Like it just feels Mm. like women are just a lot more compared to one another and i i I get frustrated with that because it's not a competition we all just want to make music and we all just want to like get our craft and our art out there so i think it is an interesting thing to note because i do think that guys don't get nearly as compared to each other Mm. or as pigeonholed because i feel like women get very pigeonholed in the industry yeah i mean there's so many things that we can talk about and it's 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 hard for sure it's really hard i mean even just like the fact that i've been doing this for so long and i still have to fight to be heard in every meeting and in every conversation to this day and i don't think i would deal with that same level of scrutiny if i was a guy if i was a man i think that it's like us women are are people like you know stereotypically think that we are not as good as men at certain jobs and i'm just it's it's so insulting and infuriating when i'm in these conversations and i feel like i am not being heard and of course like the forefront of my mind is like i wonder what this conversation would be like if i was a man what kind of everyday sexism do you still come up against i mean with me i think that it's pretty like apparent that i I mean, a lot of people still to this day will try to like discredit my music or my my talents or my abilities by just being like, oh, she's just a pretty face or whatever that is. And I'm just I again, I feel like that wouldn't be a conversation if I was a man. And it feels it does. It does feel misogynistic because I'm like, it's I, I, I don't know how much more like musically driven I can be. I don't know how much more um, motivated by like artistic things i i can come across as and i just feel like it just it just if it reads to me very misogynistic when people still to this day are like what does she do like isn't she just like an influencer i'm just like i don't know what to do at this point like there's no and that's also why i stopped really caring so much about those comments because i'm just like if you don't know or you don't care to know or see or like do two seconds of research then i don't really care about you so like that's fine but yeah, I don't know. I think I think that I I know that I have a lot more to offer and I think that there are people who will see that and celebrate it with me and yeah, if there if others don't want to then that's okay. Mm. I mean, this podcast is all about finding your power. Do you think you've been able to do that and draw a line in the sand with certain people because you found that power within yourself? Oh, yeah, 100%. I I I think that I've been able to stand up for myself in every situation and set those boundaries and be true with my word and yeah, I think that like that's also only come from being so mistreated for so many years. So, um yeah, I think that like also it's why I continue to mention like acknowledging your past and acknowledging things that have transpired because without those experiences I wouldn't be where I am today. So, um yeah, I feel I feel grateful to have chosen to be like, I'm going to, you know, take this as a learning lesson and stand up for myself. I'm not going to like cave and get 
weak and be like, oh, I'm too scared to, like, no, I'm going to be like, uh, hey, you're not going to speak to me the way that you did in that last meeting. You're not going to tell me that I can't direct this music video because I know that I'm capable to and I know that I can. Like, there's just things that I, yeah, I don't, I don't let people tell me that I'm, like, incapable anymore. I don't, I don't take it. And I think there also is a lot of fear with using your voice because of the judgment that could come with it, especially if you're a woman in the music industry, there's this whole idea that if you're outspoken, you're automatically a diva, right? Does does that fear play yeah. in your mind ever? Oh my God. I, I mean, like, I think that I had a really eye-opening conversation with someone recently where, you know, this person had been telling me for years that I was like difficult. And that was the word that they used a lot was you're difficult, you're difficult. And I'm like, can you just tell me what you think I'm difficult about? And they're like, you always have to go back and forth on creative so much you always have to make sure these photos are a certain color or whatever whatever the insignificant details can be and now i think that you know this person has acknowledged to me like i think they realized through all the years that i was trying to stand up for myself it wasn't me trying to be difficult it was just me trying to assert my vision for myself it was just me trying to stay on the track that I saw myself going on. And I'm someone who's very visual. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I, that's like my life is, is film and cinema and, and music videos. And I, I love the visual art. And I think that now it's changing a bit where they're like, all those times that I thought you were just being difficult to be difficult, I realized it was you just trying to drive home what you believe in, um, which means a lot. And that's, that's, you know, that's, that is always what it's been. And that's always what it will be. So um, if I come across as a diva or difficult for just trying to pursue my dreams the way that I think they deserve to be pursued, I am okay with that because that's like, but it, but it's definitely very true. Like it's, it's very, very real. And if you stand up for yourself or you like say, Hey, I need this or this to get this done. If it, you do kind of get labeled a diva or difficult, which is just silly. Mm, it's so silly when it's just you owning your own voice and your own dreams, like you're saying. Right right that is what it's all about and i mean i remember i went to the hammersmith apollo gig that you did earlier in the year and i remember seeing so many people just like looking up at you being so obsessed and it was really like you gave these people a place where they belong and faith in their own voice and this and gave them a and like an a place to outpour the struggles that they've been through as well that you really felt that in that room and you have given so many people that place of belonging do you feel like you belong now um i do yeah i i do feel like i belong and i feel like those rooms are the most sacred and special ones to me and i have so much fun and i can really just let go when i'm on stage and it feels so good to just kind of go on autopilot and enjoy those moments and i cherish them so much um but yeah i do and it feels good that i think that we give that to each other i don't think it's a one-way street and i don't feel like i just belong on stage performing for them i feel like we belong in that room together experiencing that together and it's it's beautiful like beyond words and i i can't really um articulate it the way that i like feel it um because i don't think that there are words to describe how special truly it is to have those like just human connections and moments with them. Like they, yeah, they've, they've, they've changed my life in every way that I could even begin. That is so special. And you're definitely right where you belong. And it's been so amazing talking to you, but before you go off to enjoy that 95 degree heat, babe, (laughs) 
to put yourself back into that oven? <laughs> we always end on this question. We ask everyone this and it's in the reign of your life. What is the one rule you'll always live by? Oh my goodness. Um, don't sleep with your makeup on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, th- I think that my rule would always be, um, to, yeah, I think like back to the be your own best friend thing. I'm always going to look out for the little Madison inside of me and I'm always going to try to stand up for her where she might not be able to. And, um, yeah, just, just, just trying to be better every year, every day. And, um, yeah. I think that's a good one because I bet you wish you could go back and be your best friend at 19 now, knowing what you know now, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Well, I'm giving that 19 year old you a big hug. And I'm giving you a big hug all the way from London. And thank you so much for joining me. It's been so great speaking to you today, babe. Thank you, Josh. You're such a doll. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of Rain. I really hope you found something to take away from this episode. And if you have, let me know. You can always get me on socials at Josh Smith Hosts. I love to hear from you. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe, or follow wherever you get your podcasts from. And more importantly, please share this with someone you think needs to hear it. Let's get those convos going and I'll see you next time.